Hey, welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Roby. This is Rebecca, and we are in a series on emotional intelligence and leadership, something that is uh, discussed so much right now. And uh, this is part two in this series. In the last episode in the series, we talked about the role of self-awareness in leadership. And now we're talking about empathy, specifically how empathy ties in to um, being emotion, have, having emotional intelligence, which is, this is not something that anyone can master. You know, this right. is something that we're all in pursuit of. And so yep. that's kind of what's driving this, this discussion. And what we put it, the way we talked about self-awareness in the last episode is that is how to become the leader that you want to be. That's how to become that, that kind of leader. But in this episode, we're talking about almost a different side of it. We're talking about how to become the type of leader people want mm. to follow, which is slightly different. There's one thing, I, there's things I want to be as a leader, but there are also things that make uh, each of us into a leader that people want to follow. So we're talking about uh, self, we're talking about empathy uh, in this episode. We talked about self-awareness last episode, but I do think it's important that we just kind of recap a yep. little bit on self-awareness. Yep. Um, can you just give us a quick recap, Rebecca, yep. on self-awareness? So self-awareness is really knowing yourself well and taking inventory of what it is that drives you, what's important to you, what are your values and what are the things that contribute to your decision-making abilities and um, knowing yourself well enough and also knowing to the to a degree, uh, the way that that impacts those around you and uh, how that specifically impacts those that you lead. Yeah. And you know, this is not just a conversation that happens in the marketplace. This is rooted in deep biblical wisdom, which mm -hmm. is one of the reasons we, we want to talk about this subject as a church. We want to be uh, deploying people, deploying all of us out in the city to be city changers. Our goal is to see, as we reveal Jesus to the city, our city is revolutionized. And so this comes from deep biblical truth. And there is one profound truth. It's one of the most famous things that Jesus ever said. Mm. And it's, we, we talk about it not just because it's simplistic. Some of the most profound things have been encapsulated in very simple terms. And that's the golden rule. There's a reason it is so profound. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. There's two things in there. And I think that is self-awareness. It leads both to self-awareness and out of that also flows empathy. But to do unto others as you would have them do to you, I have to first know myself what I want others, how I want to be treated by others. And then I take that, self, that knowledge from, of myself and I use that then to treat others with that, with that same, through that same uh, paradigm. And so from this profound concept of the golden rule, we get both self-awareness, but we also get empathy. So now let's talk more specifically. This is how to become the type of leader people want to follow. Um, let's talk more about about empathy. When we're talking about specifically with leadership, mm -hmm. what do we mean by empathy as it applies to leadership? Right. So in leadership, empathy is um, treating people with the inherent worth and dignity that they carry um, as an individual and being made in the image of God. And so um, knowing that is going to impact the way that you see them, the way that you treat them. Someone on your team, yes, is a, is been hired to do a job, but behind them is a person. They have a family maybe. Mm -hmm. They have their own set of experiences and values. And so they want to be treated as a human being with that inherent um, respect and dignity uh, as an individual and not just as a member of the team hired to do um, a job. Yeah, I, it's as a leader... 
Um, if someone has positional leadership, they can get away with just treating people as factors in the equation or just treating people based on their output mm -hmm. or their value to the company right. or their value to them as specifically as a leader. But this is why this is a deeply biblical concept. Yes. And Christians, because of our belief, we have the, our belief system should lead us to be the most empathetic leaders, mm -hmm. leaders, leaders, and that's really next level leader where we're treating people with that kind of dignity, care, respect that we know they have because they're made in the image of God. And so that's really next, yeah. next level leadership. So um, speak to us then about, because empathy and self-awareness, they're close cousins. Yes. So break down some of the nuanced differences right. between those two. So empathy really is going to build upon the foundation of self-awareness because you, you can't be as empathetic of a leader as you would like to be if you're not truly self-aware. Yeah. So you really do need that first step of becoming um, self-aware, which is knowing yourself, taking all of those tools like we discussed in the previous podcast about knowing yourself, what drives you. But empathy is going to build on that and it's going to and help you know those that you lead, knowing your people, knowing your followers, knowing your volunteers, whatever the context is of your organization. So self-awareness um, makes you become the leader you want to become, but empathy is going to be um, the driving force in helping you become the leader that people ultimately want to follow. And so there's a there's a big difference because you could be a self-aware leader in understanding, okay, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from this decision or I'm going to ultimately, I'm going to do what's best for the company. I'm not going to let the difficulties of leadership impact me from making a bad decision. So um, this is the decision we're going with. I'm self-aware enough to know that this is what's best for the organization or the company. And that's an important thing. But the way that that rolls out then as an empathetic leader is, okay, but let me stop and pause. This decision is going to affect maybe lots of people or a, a number of departments. And so an empathetic leader is gonna take that to the next step and say, okay, because this decision has been made and it is in the best interest of the company, I'm also aware enough to know how this decision is going to affect others. And so this team over here, who's been working a lot on this project is gonna be greatly affected by this getting cut or this budget item getting um, taken off. And so. I'm going to empathetically lead my team through this decision process. The outcome is still going to be the same. We're going to follow through with the decision that's been made. However, I'm going to walk through carrying through that decision differently based on how the impact of that decision is going to affect people on the team. I think that's so good. And I think a lot of times I like that nuance that the decision is ultimately the same. I think sometimes leaders are afraid of empathy because they think that that means they're going to make decisions based on what the people may want right. or their or who they are rather than what's the best decision uh, in front of them and that's a nuance you know we i think an, another distinction between the two is um, self-awareness is a good tool in decision making yeah. i need to know um, hey i'm making this decision out of ego or hey i'm making this decision out of fear or whatever self-awareness helps me make a wise decision and clear away the path there but empathy is actually more of a tool in how we communicate right. that decision. Right. And so rolls it out. Exactly. And how that decision is rolled out. There's a, a story historically that just communicates this that I'm so moved by. I actually have a, a picture, a historic photo in my office mm -hmm. of this. It's of Eisenhower before he was the president. He was the supreme, I think it was supreme commander over the Allied forces in Europe, which means all of the generals from all the countries of the Allies are reporting to him. So anyway, 
It's D-Day. They're about to drop troops on Normandy Beach, but they, if I have all, I might not get all these details right, but if, as I understand it, they needed to drop paratroopers in another space in Europe to draw the Axis army's attention over there. And right before they had spent, you know, weeks, months maybe planning this, uh, right before that happened, the weather shifted and it was going to push these paratroopers as they're descending to another part uh, off course a little bit and there would be mass casualties. Mm -hmm. The prediction was something like, I think it was something like 70% of the paratroopers would die. And so there's this huge decision because if they pull back the paratroopers, then it endangers those you know, landing in Normandy. And so this, the weight of this decision was on, on Eisenhower. And ultimately, he decided to go forward, even though it would cost so many lives. Mm -hmm. But that is a, um, a decision that undoubtedly he used self-awareness and counsel and all the things to make that wise decision. But he also had empathy. And this is the photo I have in my office. He actually went down and he wanted to stand with all of these, these paratroopers. And he actually stood in the middle of it, eyeball to eyeball, knowing he was going to be sending them, the vast majority of them, to their death. And he stood there and he spoke with them. And um, uh, he just treating them like yeah. human beings mm -hmm. that had families and friends and emotions and fears and goals and hopes. And he's treating them with dignity. And that is the, the kind of empathy that he had. And as history uh, played out, um, actually a lot more of them survived than were supposed to. So there's a kind of a happy ending there. But just seeing that moment of leadership, that empathy of treating them uh, like real humans is so powerful. Well, he, you, know, you said that he held the title of Supreme Commander and he had was responsible for just numerous decisions that inevitably, of course, led to casualties in one of um, our history's just... Um, historic wars in our in our in our history but he later then became the elected 34th president of our country because of decisions like that he became the empathetic leader that ultimately people wanted to follow and that was demonstrated in electing him to become president of the United States yeah absolutely so he it, just like you're saying he it was that type of leadership people wanted to follow yes. and so okay let, let's dig into this a little further how does values play into uh, employing empathy as a leader? So it's important to know your values personally, and that's partly of the self-awareness piece, but then also knowing the values of your team. So if you're finding that there's regular conflicts um, within yourself or even on your team, it might be a conflict of values. So for example, someone might highly value efficiency, and then another person might highly value perfection. Well, the person who values efficiency says, I'd like that report, even if it's 80% done, as long as it's, I get that report by you know noon on Friday. Well, the person who values perfection is gonna wait until it's perfect, but then it might be turned in a week later. And so you've got a clash of values here. You've got one person that really just wants it on time, even if it's maybe not perfect. And then you've got someone who's waiting until it's perfect to submit it. And so that would be a clash of values and why maybe two people are having difficulty working together. Well, if you know that about each other, that might play out differently. So a Harvard Business Review article kind of pressed into this a little bit and helped shape the way I see this uh, play out. So there were several organizations across various disciplines that were reporting a high level of exhaustions within their employees. And so they did some research to help understand, okay, is there a common denominator that's causing such a high level of exhaustion? And what they found was um, that in the organization, when there was efficiency that was a high value, and by that meaning just the tempo and the pace of the organization, as well as time frame, 
timeframes that are realistic and helping to organize and plan how certain projects roll out. And as those timeframes became, you know, stepped on or infringed on or new timeframes got placed on the team um, without notice or unrealistic timeframes got placed on team members, that was causing um, not only stress, but reporting it was causing exhaustion. So as they were looking into the exhaustion, what they found was underneath reporting exhaustion was actually feelings of loneliness hmm. and so tied to that value of efficiency when that got infringed on or violated or stepped on or that boundary got crossed it was leading to feelings of loneliness and that caused exhaustion and it caused less productivity less success rates in their company and ultimately less satisfaction um, but that principle applies to so many other different values. I mean, there's different things that drive our, um, our workforce. Um, like for example, working in collaboration, sometimes someone's a part of a team because working as a team and being collaborative is highly important to them. So if someone who that's their value and that value gets crossed or that boundary gets crossed, then uh, a decision maybe is made that they didn't get a chance to speak into for whatever reason, they may feel betrayed and that's going to impact their productivity at work. Same as for the private sector. Uh, a lot of things that drive nonprofits are things like justice and social justice. And a lot of times there's external factors that uh, step on that toe, you know, of justice, um, whether it's internal in your organization or just systems outside that you can't control. But what happens when our sense of justice has been violated, we tend to feel anger. And it can even be a righteous anger that's hopefully we can channel in the right direction. But knowing those values of your team are going to help impact the way that you lead them and help with some even uh, change management too when we're altering and um, taking different routes than originally planned. And so knowing that is going to help you as a leader to lead empathetically in um, organizing and, and negotiating those new uh, boundaries and understanding those value conflicts. Yeah, I think that's great. And um, as we wrap up here, I, I think there's a lot of discussion, a lot more discussion, I think, about self-awareness and leadership than there is about empathy in leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think, and but both are parts of being, uh, having emotional uh, intelligence and having a high EQ as a leader, and which is things that we want. And so um, if self-awareness is knowing yourself and knowing how um, you affect the people around you. Hey, well, I, I can tend to be intimidating when I do this, or I can tend to make people stressed, or I can tend to do this. That's something you know about yourself. Empathy is um, related, but it's nuanced. Empathy is actually knowing the people around you, knowing what makes them tick, and treating them like a whole person. That's just next level leadership and helps mm. you become someone that people want to follow. So here's the takeaway. We've listed the values, that, that knowing the values, that's one of the things you want to know about the people. What are their values? Here's the takeaway. List the people around you. So if you are uh, at work, list your team. I'd say if you want to take another level, list the people who are coworkers that are lateral to you, and, and you'd be wise to do this with the people you report to, uh, your bosses as well. I'd also say in a, in a ministry sense, if, you, if you're a volunteer leader at your church or somewhere else in the city, um, list your volunteers that report to you. You can even do this with your family. I mean, this would be mm -hmm. really important to do with your about your spouse or your roommates um, or your kids, kid, with yep. your kids, mm -hmm. knowing their values. So list them 
and then write out, like actually take the time to write out what are the things that make them tick? What are their values? What we're going to do is we're going to put uh, in the notes a link to a Harvard Business Review uh, podcast, a short like couple minutes, but it gives a tool. It's a tool actually we've used as a staff here uh, at CityRev, and it gives you questions to sit down and ask the people or at least observe the people that report to you. Um, it's going to ask them what are their, you're going to try and discern what are their strengths, and these are all values-based strengths, triggers, and learning styles. So strengths, um, great question to ask people to report to you at some point. Hey, what was your best day at work? What was your worst day at work and why? Like, how are those things, like, what do they love to do or they not like to do? How about um, their triggers? What are the things that motivate them? You know, like you were sharing, Rebecca, you know, it's, is, it, is it being collaborative? Is it justice? Is it excellence? Is it being creative? Is it having blank space? Is it being publicly affirmed? Some, for some people, it's competition. You throw some competition in the mix, they thrive. So what are their triggers that motivate? And then the last question is going to be about learning styles. Um, do they learn by analyzing, doing, watching? These are ways to know the people because as leaders, we can't be cookie cutter in how we manage each person. We, we want a next level is to know them, how they're made and to lead them uh, with empathy. And so uh, that's how we, that's how we want to be. So hey, thank you for joining uh, us for the City Rev Life podcast and we'll see you next episode. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our CityRev Church app. Have a great day.